how do we determine the real ones from the fake ones? Let's get into it. We've got some difficult days ahead. I just want to do God's will. I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another episode of Jacob's Seed Podcast. I am so glad, as always, that you have decided to join me right here on the podcast when you can literally be doing anything else. Listen, I want you to share this episode with five people that you know, five people that you know. And also, I want to say that um, all of your subscriptions, all of your follows on, on social media, um, all of your shares and all that this is greatly appreciated um especially you guys' emails so from time to time i'll get an email from somebody that um that the show has impacted in a positive way so whether it, it, it whether it um has pushed them to really search out the truth or whether it has made them a, a better uh brother or sister in the truth or just you just overall like the show and you enjoy listening to it and you email me about it listen those emails do not go unread uh, i try to respond to all the ones that i can and they are greatly greatly appreciated and i just want to say thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart listen if this is your first time listening to an episode of jacob c podcast my name is yermayahu dawid i am your host of this podcast and the whole purpose of this podcast is to um first of all let the so-called African-American, Hispanics, Native Americans, um, some of our brothers and sisters who are on the east coast of Africa or scattered throughout the nation that you um, are an Israelite um, or possibly an Israelite. Um, and that we ought to return to the religion of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob um, following the law, statutes and commandments, the covenant that was struck on Mount Sinai. Um, through the prophet Moses, uh, the scriptures even say in the New Testament, that is those who keep the commandments and the witness of Yahshua. Those are the ones who will make it into New Jerusalem. So the purpose of this podcast is to um, enlighten people to that truth, as well as um, provide encouraging, uplifting content to the so-called African-American community and discuss issues that impact us each and every day. Today is an episode that talks about the latter issues that impact our community each and every day. It's an issue that I believe has been plaguing our community at least since the 80s that I know of and maybe the late 70s. And that is this us and them culture. This. Um, how do you say what is the word I'm looking for here? This. Um, still really this is a slave mentality, pretty much a victim's mentality when it comes to justice in our community. So unless you have been living under a rock, you've heard of the name Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery is a, is a young brother, um, Israelite brother. I choose to call him an Israelite because that's what he was. An Israelite brother who uh, was running one day in a Georgia neighborhood. And a Caucasian father and son assumed that he was robbing a home that's under construction and they sought to confront him with assault rifles. Uh, they killed Mr. Aubrey 
um, shot him, I believe, three times, um, and he, he was fatally wounded. Um, he's dead now. He's no longer in the land of the living. I don't know if this brother knew the truth or not. I hope that he did. But either way, uh, the state of Georgia was not looking to arrest these men until an uproar from the um, uh, Israelite community, uh, so-called African-Americans, started. And there was a hashtag run with mod and all these things started as well from people from all different kind of communities. Um, and then the video of his death was released. It wasn't until then that the Georgia, Georgia state decided to find these Caucasian men and arrest them on the charges of murder. Now, the problem I have with this whole thing is not with the state of Georgia, surprisingly, uh, because I expect evil, corrupt nations to do evil and corrupt things. Um, I, I don't understand why we as a people continue to seek justice and to seek uh, righteousness from a nation that is uh, consistently corrupt and unjust. Uh, we seek justice from the same nation that enchained our chained up our ancestors and brought them over here to work as cattle on a field. We expect justice from the same nation that freed our said ancestors just to throw them into a system of Jim Crow, which allowed that system allowed a corrupt southern states and northern states. Don't get it twisted uh, to arrest our ancestors at will to beat to rape, to burn crosses in their yard and have no penalty for doing so. We always hear about uh, uh, Emmett Teal, who was beaten for allegedly whistling at a Caucasian woman. And yet this is the nation that we seek justice from a corrupt, malicious, vile, unrighteous nation. And we as a people really expect the so-called justice system in this nation to work. You can even look at a case that happened a few years ago where a young Israelite brother raped a girl in the state of Tennessee. He was sentenced for 15 years in prison, which he should have been because he should not have raped that young woman. But the same instance the same way he raped that girl, another Caucasian boy at Stanford University raped a girl in like manner. He received three months of probation. You see, this nation knows how to take care of its own, but it will always neglect those who they see as insignificant, unworthy, less than. It's never been good for our people here. It will never be good for our people here. Even those who of our superstars that we call them, the LeBron James of the world, the Oprah Winfrey's of the world, the Tyler Perry's of the world, our entertainers and athletes, they're not free from this injustice either. Um, you have either one, they have drinking the Kool-Aid and they promote um, male femininity or they have drinking the Kool-Aid and they have coddled with their oppressor in ways that they are willing to uh, denigrate and put down their own people. Uh, as my mother's generation would call them 
a coon. That's your Oprah's and your Tyler Perry's. Your LeBron James and people like him are those who promote male uh, femininity. These are all issues that are detrimental to our community, yet no one is willing to speak to them. My point is, I feel like the only time that we speak to issues in our community is when people of another nation come into our community and abuse us. And then all of a sudden, there is an outcry of injustice. Well, my brothers and sisters, I believe that is a sucker's justice. I believe that there are many of issues going on within our own community that if we fixed those issues, if we focused as a people on those issues, that our community could be changed. Number one, I believe that the the same time Mr. Arbery was being shot, I know this. In my city of Memphis, Tennessee, a young girl was gunned down at a McDonald's station. She was getting food and gunned down. No Jesse Jackson showed up to Memphis, Tennessee. There was no march. There was no uproar. There was no tears falling for this young girl by the community as a whole. I'm sure her family that 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 lost her was sad. But as a community, we did not acknowledge this young girl's life as significant because we assume that things like that are supposed to happen in our community. The problem is a lot of Israelite leaders, and and, and I say this specifically to people who know that they're Israelites, I believe them to be plants and I believe some of them to be fake. Why do I say this? Because they only make a fuss when other nations come in and harm us. They never make a fuss when we harm ourselves. They are not teaching us to not harm ourselves. There are plenty, whether it's a camp or an assembly, who make a huge fuss when you have your Trayvon Martins, when you have your um, 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 Ahmad Arbery's, when you have um, your uh, Sandra Bland's, when you have your Michael Brown's, and a fuss should be made. We should never be okay with the outside nation coming in to harm us, but nor should we be okay with uh, uh, internal harm from our own people. Where is the fuss when we know where the drug dealer is and, and he's selling poison to his own people? Where's the fuss when the gang initiation takes out another young man or another young woman from our community? Where is the fuss when we see children fighting each other in the streets? Where is the fuss when the city decides to shut down another school in your neighborhood? Where is the fuss when the landowner decides to have blight in your neighborhood? Boarded up, uh, boarded up apartment buildings, boarded up homes, high grass in your neighborhood. Where is the fuss then? These are the things that directly impact and affect us as a people, yet few of us ever raise a voice to it. Whether it's out of fear, whether it's out of ignorance, or whether it's out of a, um, a, 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 um, a victim's mentality. Meaning we see when other people harm us, but we cannot recognize when our own people do it. That's the worst kind of harm. When the person in your house 
is harming you. I expect an evil nation to be evil. Newsflash, ladies and gentlemen, we live in an evil nation. If you don't know, let me break it down to you. We were disobedient to the most high God. We made a covenant at Mount Sinai with the most high Elohim. There was none above him. There's none equal to him in heaven, on earth or beyond the earth. We promised to do everything that he asked us to do. Our ancestors made that promise for themselves and every one of their seed after them. But guess what we did? We became a stiff necked nation. We wanted to do and to uh, 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 um, um, and copy the other nations. We wanted the other nations, gods and idols. Thus, we served the other nations, gods and idols. And we created a situation where we made the most high Elohim. None like him in heaven, none like him in earth, none like him beyond the earth, none equal to him, angry at us because we were a stiff necked people. So time after time, after time, after time, he gave us chance to get it right. And we didn't. So he banished the people, our people out of the land of Israel, which was given to our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to dwell and to possess and their seed if they were obedient. But we were not. So he scattered us to the four corners of the earth and to all these other nations. There he said we would serve other gods, both wood and stone. He said that those other nations would be so harsh that they would wipe the name of Israel off the face of the earth. People would forget who we were. We would forget who we were. But he said in the in the book of Baruch that he knew we were a stiff necked people. And in the lands of our captivity, we would wake up and realize who we were. And that awakening is happening now, my brothers and my sisters. But the problem is we were scattered to evil, vile, ruthless, unrighteous nations who wouldn't know what justice was if it smacked them upside the head. And the worst thing about it all is that we have become so entrenched into these systems and these other nations that we fall for the okie doke. Let's let these people fight over race, which really doesn't exist. That's a social construct. Let's let these people fight over things that are, quote unquote, black and white. While we have them ignore the issues that are going on in, in their neighborhoods right now. Let me give you an example. In the country of China, men and women that have that are heavily melanated. Some are. Hamites, some are Israelites, but it doesn't matter because they throw us all into the same boat anyway. Those who are heavily melanated have been abused, bust upside the head, literally thrown in prison, banished from China. The only home they may know because the Chinese people are blaming heavily melanated folks for COVID-19 in their country. Now, isn't that something? When it leaked out of a lab in Wuhan that had nothing to do with anybody who was melanated, yet they're being blamed for the for the for the health and economic problems that's going on in China right now. It's gotten so bad that some of the African countries that China has made a um, a financial covenant with are starting to kick Chinese out of their countries because of the way Chinese are treating their people in their country. Yet I've not heard one so-called African-American leader in these United States of America speak on this. 
in a way that would bring about some kind of change. Because I would bet my left leg that when all this COVID stuff, when the, the, when the dust settles and some of the states start opening up, which they are right now, we will see our people in the Chinaman's shop buying his hair products, getting our nails done, eating his Chinese food. I'm telling y'all right now, there is never another day in my life that I would ever support a Chinese business ever again. Now, the people that are in my city that serve Chinese food and that that maybe have have shops and stuff may not be like any of those people. But 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 to show my support, I love my people more than I hate other nations. So to show my support for my people who are um, being discriminated against and suffering, I rather um, hold or reserve my financial support for a nation that would allow it. Unless those food companies stand up against their own nation because they know their nation are being unjust and still even maybe then I probably still wouldn't patronize their businesses, but at least that would be the right thing to do. But I doubt any of them would actually do that. The issue is, ladies and gentlemen, that every single nation, every single tribe that is in these United States of America has a system. Where in which. They support one another no matter what. They don't allow foolishness to come into their community and break them apart. Except for us. We allow drugs. We allow guns. We allow money. We allow uh, slumlords. We allow pimps. We allow murderers. We allow the cities that we live in, the counties, the districts to treat us any kind of way with no with no recoil. With no reaction. But let somebody get shot by somebody who don't look like us. Then now all of a sudden there's a problem. My brother, my sister, please wake up. There's problems all around you. And you're not either seeing them or you're too scared to speak up on them. Now, what I'm now, I'm <laughs> listen closely now. We have to be what? Gentle as a dove and also wise as a serpent. Real, recognize, real. I know you a real one if you're willing to stand up for your brother that's being abused by the system and also being abused by their own community. You don't have to name names. You don't have to be on the street corner in the face of, of dope boys. You don't have to go pointing fingers at people um, and, and snitching to the cops all the time. But hey, listen, I will say this now. If someone calls 911 to a murder scene and you have been an eyewitness of said scene and you do not tell it, you are in direct violation of Torah. Let me prove it to you. Let me to prove it to you. And it's not it, 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 it's not just murders. It's anything that you're an eyewitness to that is a sin and you choose not to tell it. Leviticus chapter five, verse one. It says, and if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he have seen or known of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his iniquity. So if you know that a crime has been committed and the cops show up, you're an eyewitness. 
You, you may say I'm not a snitch and say nothing to the police officers, but the most high has considered you, whatever that crime is, is equally as guilty. So if it was a robbery, you're also involved. You're also a robber. If it was a murder, you're also a murderer. If it was a rape, you're also a rapist. If it was a kidnapping, you're also a kidnapper. You share in that iniquity if you don't tell it. And that's the issue with our community. When the proper authorities do show up, yes, we don't trust them. Yes, we can't be sure that they're actually going to do their job. And yes, we know that this country is void of any kind of justice. But if you want your community community to get better, we have to have some types of steps forward because not snitching and not telling the cops when you're an eyewitness, it ain't it ain't worked thus far. So how about we do the opposite and see if it works? There are ways to communicate with law enforcement without putting your name out there, whether it's a letter um, that you just drop in their mailbox without a um, like you, that you, that you don't send through the post office. See what I'm saying? Um, whether it's you going straight up to the uh, police precinct and talking to one of the detectives on um, on the case. And, yeah, the question may be, man, what if this person is crooked? What if this person is on the payroll? Again, there's letters, there's anonymous tips, there's all kind of different things that, that you can, as long as you do the everything in your best ability to number one, do the right thing and keep your family safe, which I know is a tall order sometimes, then you've done everything to the best of your ability. And you, you no one can really ask you to do any more. No one can really ask you to do any more. I'll say it again, real, recognize, real. I believe that all these people that have, have shouted out for Ahmad Arbery, but have not spoken up at all, never once about the foolishness that's going on in our community or about the mistreatment that we're getting from other nations all around the world. They fake. And you a fool if you keep following them. They 100 percent fake. They are not real. They ain't about it. They, 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 they talk real good. They talk real good. They got the gift of gab. Heck, I got the gift gift of gab. I can talk all day long. Heck, I can make this a three, four hour podcast. I got that ability. I have that talent to talk. But guess what? I see a lot of lips moving in the community, but I don't see a lot of legs walking. You can say what you want to say about uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. But yeah, he was a good speaker, but he was a good walker, too. If he believed that it's that a community was was being treated unjustly, he got his tail on a bus or in his car and he he went to that community and marched, made his presence known. Both against the Caucasians and against the Coons in his own community. You can say what you want about Malcolm X, but he did the same thing. You can say what you want about Stokely Carmichael, but he did the same thing. You can say what you want about Marcus Garvey, but he did the same thing. They talk the talk and they walk the walk. Can you do the same? Does your camp leader do the same? Does your assembly leader do the same? Does your pastor, your moray, your captain, your deacon, your elder, do they do the same? Do you do the same? A lot of us have a bunch of head knowledge, but we ain't got no real love for the most high. Because if we love the most high, we would also love his people. And we would do everything we can. If you love somebody. You do everything you can in your power to make sure that they are uh, they are safe. 
and they and they and they have their basic needs met. Now, you can't go around throwing money in everybody's pocket and you can't go feeding everybody and all that stuff because we all don't have the means for that. But we can create programs. We've seen that done in many neighborhoods and it worked. We can make sure that one kid that we know that's starving is being fed. We can make sure that one crime that we knew about that somehow we tell it. Yeah, you know, you probably don't want to be, you know, facing off against the biggest dope boy in your community, but you can probably get a kid some kind of alternative. Like, you know, these kids, parents don't have uh, transportation and you got transportation. Now, you could load up some kids in your car and take them to the local gym. Assuming that your gyms are open right now. Take them to the park, do something. Like, because if you don't, they're going to be the next dope boy on the street. And we know that. Let me read y'all something real quick. I believe it's in first Corinthians. Actually, I know it's in first Corinthians. Um, I want to say chapter eight. Mm, yes, 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 yes. And it reads, this is verse number two. No, verse number one. Now, as now as touching things offered to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffeth up, but charity edifieth. And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing as yet he ought to know. But if any man love Elohim, the same is known of him. So what this is saying is, so he, he, he about to get into this conversation about idols and all this stuff. But pretty much what Paul is saying right here in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, he says, listen, knowledge alone just puffs up stuff. So we know a lot of people with head knowledge. We've seen them, especially in this awakening. They got a whole bunch of head knowledge. They're arrogant. They're puffed up. These are the people on YouTube and on the street uh, that have the audacity to call themselves lover of Elo lovers of Elohim and his people. Yet the same folks that are cussing out people, uh, calling our, our, our sisters out of their names, um, talking about how they're going to be raping and killing people, uh, speaking a whole bunch of unrighteous foolishness. Right. But we supposed to serve a righteous God. But we talking about we're going to be doing some unrighteous foolishness. OK, whatever. So that's puffed up knowledge. It says, but charity edifieth. So those who actually have love in their heart are those who edify you, not tear you down. And sometimes those who love you because they love you, it may seem like they are tearing you down. But when they're telling you the truth, that's not tearing you down. They're trying to build you up. They're trying to build you up. A real brother, a real sister, a real one will edify you. And it says those that it says that if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. So you, you think, you know, something, you don't know nothing. But if any man love Elohim, the same is known of him. So if you love God, God will love you. But you can't do that if you full of head knowledge. See, a lot of us know that uh, here's the problem. A lot of us have awakened to an identity and we know who we are. Yet we still don't have any love for our brothers and sisters. So we, we, we realize that we're Israelites, we leave the Christian church, we leave the mosque, we leave whatever, but we bring them same coon mentalities over to this side with us that we brought from the false religions that taught you how to be a part of their system. But now we have to retool our brains to be a part of our tribe, Israel, and to begin to really love one another. What does love look like in Israel? Well, love looks like in Israel that I can disagree with my brother. I can disagree with my sister without vilifying them, without pushing them off to the side. 
We may have difference in agreements, and that's okay. That is okay. We're all not going to believe the same thing just because we both claim to be Israelites. Because we're both in this truth. We're both getting probably two different teachings. That's okay. Because in the end, the Most High is going to make it all right anyway. We know in part. We grow in part. Paul says he's looking through a, a, a glass that is dim. A glass that he don't even know it. One of the smartest writers of the scriptures, he don't know it all. And we're not going to know it all either. But my brother, my brother, my sister, I know that if you are doing the best you can do to follow these law, statutes, commandments and live by the spirit and love your fellow brother and sister. I don't care what camp you in. I don't care what assembly you in. You my brother, you my sister. I break bread with you. I break bread with you. Real recognize real. But for those who continue to hate their brothers and sisters. What does hate look like in Israel? Hate looks like you just saw a crime. And you ain't do what you had to do to expose the person guilty of that crime. Hate looks like you okay with your neighborhood as status quo when it's falling apart around you. Hate looks like only speaking up when Caucasians harm us and never speaking up when we harm ourselves. Real recognize real. Back in the, <clears throat> excuse me, back in the day, I used to listen to a, uh, a hip hop group by the name of Mob Deep. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Some of y'all have, some of y'all haven't. And they have a, they had, they, they have not had, um, they have a song called Shook Ones. The name of the name of the song is called Shook Ones. And, uh, in this song called Shook Ones, they have a lyric. And the lyric goes, them boys shook, because ain't no such thing as a halfway crook. So just like Mob Deep understood that if you're going to go all in as being a goon and a gangster, man, you got to go all in. There's no such thing as halfway crooks. But just as there's no such thing as a halfway crook, there ain't no such thing as no halfway Israelite. Either you love your brothers and sisters to the point where we do everything we can to to impact our communities in a positive way. We're doing everything we can to let our brothers and sisters know about this awakening. We're doing everything that we can to, to, to help turn our people back to the law, statutes and commandments. Are you shook? Because there's no such thing as a halfway Israelite. Just like there's no such thing as a halfway crook, as Mob Deep would put it. And a lot of these people out here being real fake. They telling you one thing. They doing something else. They lips are moving, but they feet ain't. They lips are talking. But it's only when there's harm done to someone from outside the community. They never see the harm that's done in the community. Never speak on it. And I'm not this is not everybody because there are some real ones out there. There's, there's some real camp leaders out there. Shout out to y'all who doing your work. Shout out to all the captains, the elders and the leaders doing your work. There's some real assembly leaders out there. So shout out to all the mores, the pastors, all them out there doing the doing the real work, getting their hands dirty in their communities, fighting for their members, 
making sure the members of their camps and their communities are, are taken care of and the communities that they live in are also they're trying to impact those communities in a positive way, whether that's through uh, street preaching, whether that's through uh, uh, um, 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 serving the homeless, serving the shut in, serving the sick, serving the uh, people who are behind bars, whatever that may be. But you got a lot of pe- people out here yelling and screaming and talking a good game and don't do nothing but sit on a tail, sit in front of, sit in front of a camera um, on YouTube. That's it. That's all they do is talk. And they don't walk nowhere me and me and one of my friends man when i used to be say i even had this passion when i was in the christian church because me and one of my friends uh, uh i used to go with him uh, when i was in a christian church to feed the homeless um and it was it was a shame that we it was always just us two on the weekend we never saw anybody else come out there never and these churches talk a big game you know the saddest thing i see that that the lies that i see the church say and the big game i saw them talk it's the same game that I'm seeing right here in the Israelite community. A lot of these folks out here fake trying to make a They couldn't make a name for themselves in Christianity. So they figured it'd be easy to make a name for themselves in, in, in this truth. But we have to start exposing the wolves that are in sheep's clothing. Because, ladies and gentlemen, real always recognize real. We need to start looking after real justice in our communities. And I ain't saying putting your hands on nobody, going out, getting a gun and starting to uh, start right race riots and all the other foolishness. But what I am saying is that we have to start recognizing the issues in our community. We ain't got to put them on blast on Facebook and all that kind of stuff and have arguments. You look at some of these communities. I live in a, in a highly populated area with a lot of Muslims. They got their own clinic. They got their own grocery stores. And yeah, they get some, we know they get stipends and all this other stuff. But man, listen, we got enough money in our community. We are a $1 trillion people, which means that in the economy, in America's economy, we, we represent a trillion dollars. But you know where our stuff go to? Corner stores that don't like, from people that don't like us. The Chinese stores, they don't like us. Uh, the shoe stores, whether, whether you be Jordans or whatever, they don't care about you. But that's where our money goes. It doesn't go back into our community to invest because a lot of us, a lot of us, we ain't real ones. We talk a good game. But if you really cared about your community, you would invest in it. You would find ways to support people that look like you. You would find ways to protect people that look like you. You would find ways to love on people that look like you and not just when the cameras are on. Not just when a Caucasian person comes into our neighborhood or outside of our neighborhood and harms one of us, but all the time, every day. And I'm, I tell you this as a caveat, as a warning, those who do that are rarely recognized, rarely recognized. It's the folks who run their mouth that get all the shine, they get all the camera time, but they do no work. Your Jesse Jacksons of the world, your uh, uh, Reverend Al Sharptons of the world. They get a lot of TV time. They don't do nothing for the community. They don't do nothing for no community. The real ones, the ones really try to do something, either are one, they're unrecognized, they're, they're put out there as, a, if they, as, as, that, that, as that they're crazy, that they're, they're nationalists or too pro-black, or they're dead. Because this system doesn't allow someone to actually rise up who will really love on their brother and sister and seek their shalom and seek true justice for them. They're either ostracized, pushed out to the margins, not recognized, or they're not with us anymore. So it's a tall order. 
But I believe that it's something that if we band together as a community, we can do it. We can do it. Find ways that you can begin to love on your brothers and sisters in your community, whether that's communicating the truth with them, whether that's picking up trash in your neighborhood, whether that's giving up. Uh, uh, if, if you have the opportunity and the means and the resources, um, giving young people in your community uh, a place to let off some steam. Working with your local law enforcement, if you have the resources and the opportunity to help make your community safer. Like these are things that we can be doing to help our community, to love on our community. The scriptures say the world will know who we are by the love we have for one another. That's it. That's it, ladies. And I, I keep talking about this, but uh, the same is true. Real, recognize, real. Look out there in Twitter world, Facebook world, Instagram world, the ones who are blabbing their mouth but have no receipts. We need to start cutting ties with them, brothers and sisters, or, or call them on their BS. Call them on their BS and pull them up to a more better standard, to a more righteous standard, a standard that 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 um, that amplifies real justice and real love for their community. And as always, I hope this this podcast helped you guys. I was kind of on my soapbox. I kind of needed this. I was going to put this podcast out last week, but I took a break because I would I knew that I would be way too in my feelings, way too emotional. And I probably would have said some things that I regretted on the podcast. So I had to give myself at least a week uh, to calm down, get my thoughts and my feelings together. But sometimes, man, I just need to talk to y'all. I need to get on this microphone and just just have a therapy session um, with myself while y'all listen. So I hope that's okay. I hope this podcast helped you. And as uh, as always, I hope that you guys seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. We ask that you subscribe, like, and review, as well as share this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to this on. Have you ever wondered how to be a part of the show? You can call in to the podcast voicemail at 901-300-7474. Leave your comment and question, and we will play it on the next episode of Jacob Seed Podcast. Also, if you go to our Instagram page at JacobC12 or the host page at Yermayahu15 on Instagram or Twitter and press the link, you can find ways on how to support this podcast. You don't have a social media account? That's perfectly fine. You can go to linktr.ee forward slash JacobC12 to find more ways on how to support this podcast. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And remember... Seek truth, live it out, and inform others. Shalom.